Have you always wanted to start your own business? Do you have an innovative idea or an invention, but just don't know how to turn it into a company? Are you already in business and need some help growing? The BRF's Entrepreneurial Accelerator Program can help. At EAP, we work alongside you, helping you with things like financial modeling, funding strategy, pitch preparation, and marketing strategy. So what are you waiting for? Go to EAPLA.com today and set up a time to talk with our team. Let EAP help you launch or grow your business in North Louisiana today. Welcome back to On The Cusp. I think we're in season three now. And back with me is my co-host, Matt Snyder. Welcome back, Matt. You ready for they another let season? Let us back again. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. They're, they're letting us keep doing this. <laughs> this is really an exciting episode for us because we have uh, with us Brad Simon from Red River Range. And, you know, we go back to the very start. Yep. Of, of the range when you when you came to EAP and said, hey, I got this great idea. And tell us about Red River Range. So like you said, we, we go back to the very beginning with EAP. This past October, we celebrated our fourth anniversary. Uh, we built ourselves as the premier indoor training and shooting facility in the state of Louisiana. And that puts us in, you know, in the top tier of ranges and facilities around the country. And our goal is to train individuals in the proper use of firearms and self-protection and just awareness. And then we also have some other amenities that Louisiana is a sportsman's paradise. And so we've got a fishing pond that the kids can come and fish out of our stock pond. We've got an archery area. Uh, and just a nice little place that you can go and relax and get away from everything right there. Now, off Brad, the that's an interesting point because there's lots of shooting clubs. There's lots of places to go buy ammo. But you <laughs> built more than just a range. Yeah, our whole goal from the beginning was to create something that the whole family could go and enjoy. Uh, our mindset with firearms is there's 400 million firearms in private hands in the United States. So even if you choose not to be a gun owner, being trained and having your children trained is a good idea because it's not if or when they go and find someone in there. So start with the young kids, teach them responsibility and training, have a place that mom can come and relax in the lounge if she's not a shooter. The kids can fish out in the pond. It's just, it's a place that the whole family can come and enjoy and spend, not just an hour shooting, but spend the day and having fun. That's the biggest thing that like, getting to know Red River Range has been so impressive to me. Because, you know, like most of us growing up, shooting is like memories of throwing cans out here and what can we blow <laughs> up and my cousins and all of us going and and trying to be as safe as you can, but I promise it wasn't as safe as the range is. And you know, that's what shooting was and is to, to so many people growing up. And I think what y'all been able to do is put it in this really beautiful, well done space that provides so much more than that. But it's a real really business. Cool. It's yeah, great right. business. Absolutely. And you got how many employees? We've got 18 employees. It's a mix of about half and half between full-time and, and part-time. you're in a great location. Right off the line. Avenue. Now, I wouldn't say that you didn't have challenges with the location, okay, but you made it work. We had some challenges. The location had some environmental issues that kind of steered people away, but for what we were wanting to do, it was perfect for us. It's a great location, and we're within a minute of the 
3132 I-49 interchange. We're right in the center of South Shreveport. Uh, it's just, it's great for us. We've got six acres, so like with the pond in the archery right. area, you've got this feeling that you're out in the country, but you're right in the center of town. And this is an industry that you're in that comes with lots of regulations and restrictions. To say the least. And you have managed to operate within that, but yet your clientele is very large, okay? Spans a lot of groups. Okay, yeah. I love going in there. You never know who you're gonna run into. No, our in clientele there. is incredibly diverse. Every race, creed, religion, ethnicity, political affiliation, the Second Amendment transcends all of that. And while a lot of people may Absolutely. not like it, Absolutely there are still, you, it's not unheard of to see Bernie stickers in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. The, the other thing, with you talk about the regulations and stuff. When I think of a gun range, I think of a metal building and like, you know, things hung up by wires and all this stuff. And, and that's not what the range is. But from the regulation side, what I see in there that's very impressive is how much y'all help people with the paperwork end of owning a gun correctly. Yeah. Well, and you have experts and like your staff is so like educated and knowledgeable. The background check thing that you hear and the stuff that you see in the news media talking about background checks and gun shows and no background checks, most of the stuff you hear is completely false. So 99.99% of the time anybody purchases a firearm, it has to go through a background check. And so we have to do that in accordance with FBI and ATF regulations and all of our staff is trained on that. It's gone digital, so the old days of writing and filling out on a piece of paper is different. The computer assist in making sure that no errors are made. If somebody answers a question that makes them a prohibited person, it flags it for us. And so it streamlines the process. But yeah, all of our staff is educated in it because if we can't sell firearms and we get our license taken away, especially under some of the new regulations that's come out under the current administration, then we have no livelihood. And that's 18 people that are out of a job. Yeah, y'all yeah. do a good job of that. It's real you're smooth. really taking it, you know, we sell ourselves as the sportsman's paradise. Matt and I go back and forth in an ongoing debate. We got, we're gonna bring up an episode on this eventually. We, we talk about ourselves as a sportsman's paradise and everything there is to do, but there aren't a whole lot of companies like yeah. yours that are in that space. And I'm not talking about just selling ammo, right? You can go to Walmart. And, it is and buy a strong it. point for our community, the outdoor life you can live here. Yeah. But very few people that I can think of have truly capitalized on that from a business end, and you definitely have. Well, that, and then we try to work with, there's a small mom and pop bait store down in Frierson or in Stonewall that's called uh, Fish and Frenzy. And so with the pond, we've done events to kind of cater to them. And so, you know, whether you're going to Toledo Bend or whatever else, you can go shop local with these guys. We are big participants in the Wildlife and Fisheries Hunter Safety Program. That's a free thing that we give back to the community to come in. Kids can get their hunter safety certification, then they can go and hunt. And so through that and other outreach that we do, yeah, it's there's lots to do here outside. We're gonna help you get outside, go do it. Yeah, and when you can't be outside shooting, Absolutely. You can be in the rain shooting. Right. When it's 100 degrees, degrees in July, okay? It's 68 degrees in Yeah, it's 68 degrees in Red River Range, and that's where I'm going When go. you need to sight that rifle in, and you either got to drive out to the camp 40 minutes away in the, on a cold, rainy day, or you can drive two minutes from your house out of Spring Lake yeah. and sight your rifle in. And, and, and shoot anything degrees. that you own. 
right yeah. there. Yes. That's impressive. I that like is it. cool. And what uh, I, I think, tell us about the air exchange system that you have. Because when people ask me, well, why is EAP working with a, a gun range? And I go, because we focus on technology. And I go, well, you need to hear about their air handling system. So we partnered early on with a company called Rushing Ranges that they totally flipped the model of air ventilation inside of a shooting range than what the standard method was. It used to be, especially in climates and locales like here, high humidity, cold winters, hot summers, that you had to recirculate some of that air to offset energy costs. So when it's really cold and you've got heated air, you're dumping heated air back into the environment vice versa on hot days, you're putting cool air in and mixing it. Well, by doing that, you're taking the lead and contaminants that were already in the air and recirculating it back into the shooting environment. So that has HEPA filters and all kinds of stuff, but even with the best scrubbing filters, you're still introducing lead back into that environment. So what these guys at Rushing did is they, had, they looked at like surgical suites and other clean rooms and stuff like that that used 100% fresh air ventilation, and they said, we can adapt that to the shooting industry. And everybody told them they were crazy. Energy costs are going to be through the roof. There's no way you can do it. I believed in them and they showed me the numbers and so we went with it. And now we're one of, I think, only about a half dozen ranges in the country that uses 100% fresh air. But what it did, we spent a little bit more money to oversize our equipment so that we can push more volume through the space. But by tweaking some of the things, the design of like the shape of our shooting stalls, and those kind of things, I actually spend 25% less on energy costs than the traditional Absolutely. range. That's awesome. And then with that, being 100% fresh air, OSHA recommends three air exchanges per hour in a surgical suite. With our system, we do 240 air exchanges per hour. So standing in one of our shooting stalls, you're breathing 100% clean, fresh air every 15 seconds. None of it is recirculated. All of the toxins, the lead, and all the other chemicals that come when you shoot a gun is all blown down range at 75 yeah, feet per minute. A lot of people don't realize you're gone. breathing cleaner air in your gun <laughs> yes. range. You do some surgeries okay. in, in Brad's Yeah, you life. literally could. You could do a surgery <laughs> yeah. in there. Well, we a... joke. It's If you go shoot outside on a still summer day, it's cleaner and better air inside our facility than it is outside. I knew that. Another thing that I think is really cool about the range is the professionals that have started to utilize your space for training. It's in all our interest to have police and military and everybody be properly trained and have yeah. plenty of time to, to practice with firearms. And I don't know if, if you thought that would happen or not, but I think it's interesting. So it was part of our plan from the target systems we use, the ventilation that we just discussed, to build things that eventually we could persuade, I guess is the best word, local agencies to come to us. Um, because when they go and build their own facility and they're using tax dollars, they're not always building it to the best that they can get. They're building it to what they can afford, which doesn't always work out well. And so by creating an environment that they can come and train and do a whole lot more with us than they can at their own range, we're slowly starting to get that. And Wednesday nights, we offer what we call Heroes Night. So for any active, retired, honorably discharged veteran or local police officers, they can come in and shoot for free. These guys carry a gun for a living, 
if they're not getting the chance to go to their own agency's range and practice and shoot, at least they can come to us on Wednesday night. It doesn't cost them anything, and they can put in some of that practice. Yeah, I love seeing that. I mean, me, you and I meet on Tuesday mornings, and when we meet, I mean, the range is filled with people, professional people that carry guns, I yeah. feel like. I mean, that's, and yeah. that's awesome. But let's, let's take a break and let's, let's look, talk about you for a second. Because I love driving by there. You got that big garrison flag. You can't miss it. Gives you a little bit of, you know. <laughs> that, that strikes Dave in his yeah, own you know, military. I, 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 yeah, like, you know, because I'm, I'm an Army guy. But so are you. Yes, sir. So tell me about your background. So I went to Baton Rouge and had a really good time in Baton Rouge and decided and called my parents one day and said, I think I need to come back to LSUS so I can finish school. And I came back and I was in my last semester at LSUS when 9-11 happened. And all through college, I had been talking to recruiters about going to fly helicopters for the Army. 9-11 um, happened. I was the next day I was in a recruiter's office. They had just started a new program that was basically take a kid straight from the street, run them through infantry school, go to Fort Bragg, do the special qualification course, and then on, they called 18 x-ray program. I said, I'll try that. Tried that, went through interview school, airborne, hurt myself, got to Bragg, hurt myself, and had a conversation with the colonel there and said, I'm 26 years old, I'm in the best shape of my life, and I'm, I'm barely making it but this is what I wanted to do. And so they med boarded me out of the program, put in my packet for flight school, went and spent about eight months in Hawaii with my brand new wife. So we had a very extended honeymoon in mm. Hawaii at Schofield Barracks, got picked up for flight school and then went to Fort Rucker, Alabama and became a Black Hawk helicopter pilot. Did six years, two tours in Iraq, uh, and then went back to Fort Rucker to finish out my initial enlistment as a Black Hawk instructor pilot. And so I did that for about a year and a half, and then I left the Army as a W-2 with just shy of 10 years time in service. But we and you just, came back home, fulfilled your dream with what you wanted to yep. do with Red River Range. So I was sitting in Iraq on my second deployment. I started kind of looking around the country at different facilities that were popping up. And so we joke about it. We call it the Gunnery Club. And what we wanted to do with Red River and what was kind of happening around the country in different places was take out the tennis courts or take out the golf course, input a high-end quality shooting facility, still staffed with the same type of pro shop and pros that are operating it, just a different activity. And so that's what we kind of did. And so when I came home in 2011, I kind of started going around the country to different facilities. And much like my pilot training, when I would fly with a different pilot in command, I would kind of take this, I like what he does. I don't like what he does. I like what she does. Did that with these different ranges and said, what's going to work in Shreveport? You know, we're 250,000 metro area, and I'm going to look at facilities in Fort Worth and Frisco and, you know, million populations. And so they were way over the top. So we kind of dial it back to what would work here, and that's what we came up with. I'm hearing that trend in a lot of the conversations we're having recently, and it's a really great trend because I think through my career in a long time, you hear a lot of people tell you why you can't do what you see in other cities in Shreveport. I hear that all the time. Oh, do you have a good vacation? Oh yeah, you can never do any of that in Shreveport. I'm like, yeah. well, and I'm starting to hear a lot of people say, I went around the country and I looked and I saw what we could do in Shreveport. 
And that's what we got to do. Yeah, because really I, I think early on when you came to us, there were more naysayers saying, you can't do this. You, There's no way you're going to put a state-of-the-art gun range in, down, you yeah. know, in the middle of Shreveport, and that business model won't work. Hey, man, it's four years later. Mm-hmm. Okay? Oh, I heard no a lot. I know. <laughs> yeah, and the beautiful thing about Brad at that time, and that's the first time I ever met you, was standing where Red River Range is now mm-hmm. and writing an article in that whole little area for Shreveport Magazine. And it was like, people were acting like it was the craziest pipe dream, and I'd heard a lot about it, but then I met Brad, and I was like, that guy doesn't care what they're saying, he's doing it. So let's, and that's let, what it takes. That's what it takes, and that's really important. You, you can't let those people talk you out of your dream and what you want to do. Now, all this time, four years, what's the funniest story you can tell us about something you, you, you learned or did while, you know, running the business? Mm. You should have given me a warning on that one because there's, <laughs> there's a lot of good There's ones. a lot. Um, I guess the, the biggest thing is when we were building the facility, and so I came to Red River Range, prior business, family's been in construction and residential development for some 70, 80 years. My brother and I are fourth generation in the area. And so the range was my last construction project. And I was the general contractor on the range. And in dealing with and building it, we would have, in the range area proper, from the firing line to the impact area, subcontractors, electricians, whatever, say, well, we're just going to put this on the ceiling here. Like, you can't put that there. I'm like, why not? It's, like, it's going to get shot. I'm like, oh, that's not going to get shot. Flash forward four years, if you stand at the firing line, everything forward of the firing line from floor, wall, ceiling, baffles has all been shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's part of the reason we're there is training and advocacy, but, you know, people come in and just for recreational, they want to shoot. They've never had a gun. We run them through a short little 20, 30 minute intro class, cover the four fundamental rules of safety, how to properly load and unload and make safe, uh, proper sight picture and those kind of things. And so they go out and they can safely do it, but by no means are they a marksman and they have accidents, but fortunately they have accidents in a confined safe space and we deal with it and we work with those people. But there's plenty of other stories. Some may not be fit for this. Though. Okay, yeah. that's perfect. For somebody that is not an avid shooter, but sees the value in having their kids, I think your facility is the best possible situation it to is. train it's, it's, a new shooter. Well, it's a controlled environment. And yes, it's fun. I love loading up the back of the truck and going out to the woods and shooting cans. But here, it's everything is oriented in one direction. The walls between each shooter and our stalls are AR-500 plate steel. So if somebody does have an accident and has a negligent discharge into the sidewall, it's not going through and affecting the person next to them. If you're out standing in the woods and I have an accident, I shoot Dave. This doesn't happen. We have range safety officers that are NRA certified range safety officers on every bay anytime one's active. Typically there's more than one. So there's eight shooting stalls. There's typically two safety officers. So that's a one to four ratio for safety. They clear guns when they come in, they clear guns when they leave. They're all, for the most part, NRA certified basic pistol instructors. So if you come in and you don't understand, like, hey, what's going on with my grip? They can sit there and make little modifications when asked, and they can help you out and they can get you better. And then class-wise, we offer everything from basic handgun, youth firearm safety, to the concealed carry, to advanced carving classes, 
uh, and everything in between. You also have a really good gunsmith in there do, working on people's equipment, so, yeah. which is really cool. We got a young man named Robert Poindexter Jr. who is the only locally degreed gunsmith in the area. Uh, he has a assistant gunsmith that is a retired SPD officer who is a master armor for about five or six different manufacturers. And then we've recently hired in the past eight months or so a young man that just finished a online gunsmithing course and is now apprenticing with Robert. Yeah, that's so. really impressive. I, and, and you can tell that has been an important part of the business. Absolutely. Yes. Well, Bring hey, we're about it. at time. We need to finish this up. But Brad, congratulations on four Thank years. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Appreciate w it. One last question. Do you or do you not have the ability to mount a machine gun to your personal Jeep? Yeah, so I've got a Jeep <laughs> Gladiator that is lifting all that. I've got a surplus military turret in the back. We can put a 240 machine gun on it. It's belt fed full auto, about 700 rounds a minute. So if you have a pig problem, Give me a call. Yeah, if, if, if everything goes down, I know who I'm calling. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> Thanks, Thank y'all. All right.